Before starting this episode, I just want to say that Source was alive and well and screwing with our audio (laughs) because Jenny is a very powerful force. And so we got some staticky areas. I tried to edit them out as best as I could. But if the transitions aren't as smooth as normal, then I apologize in those few places. Also, I would like to give all of my listeners a warning. At the very end, we do briefly discuss suicide. And the word my guest uses is C-O-M-M-I-T. But of course, we want to give her grace and know that she meant die by suicide. So please, when you listen to that, just give a little grace on that one. And then my guest also had talked about a medical intuitive who had just passed away, who she highly recommended this person's school, and it is called the Raven Keys Medical Reiki International. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. Today is metaphysical table talk number four. And I have to say, I am so excited for this guest because I've been talking about her. I've been referring to her, uh, referencing her for years at this point, now three years. And she is what I would refer to as my first spiritual mentor, my first metaphysical mentor. And we're going to get into that later about how we met and everything. But first, I would like to introduce this absolutely beautiful, captivating soul. I'm proud to call my friend, Jenny Chaparelli. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Jen. It's a pleasure to be here and long overdue. So thank you for having me. It is long overdue. I know we all have busy schedules. We're going to go into your bio later, Jenny, but I want to start talking about our subject for today. It came to me last night because of course I tapped into your amazing energy. And what I wanted to discuss today is talking about the master Reiki attunements. And we're going to hear more about Jenny today and all of her amazing abilities. And one is that you have the master Reiki attunements. You are a Reiki master. And I guess now I am too. And I recently had this happen in my life. And Jenny, there's a couple things I haven't even shared with you yet. And I always share everything with you. And I want to see your feedback on it. But we're going to get to that later. First, I just would love to hear because our listeners, we have a lot of Reiki one and twos, we have a lot of people who want to explore energy healing and Reiki. And I would like to know from someone like you that uses this in your job every single day. This isn't something she does for a side hustle. This isn't something she does every once in a while. This is an everyday, all day thing. So when you had received your master Reiki attunements, how did you feel afterwards? How did it change your life? Did it change your life? So I'd love to hear the whole experience. If you don't mind, I'll reference the first attunements first to to tell you how it's changed with the master. The first attunements, I felt an awakening in my senses, in my body, everything. It was a very calming experience, but yet I felt I was just, I felt like I was being awakened. That's what it felt like. When you get attunements, you should always continue, in my belief, to do your meditations. Just because you get an attunement, it doesn't mean, oh, well, I'm done, It's, it's over. You need to continue to practice the principles, continue to live by the principles and embrace whatever it is. Now, not everyone will have uh, all the same uh, feelings or will have the same experience. For instance, when I had my master attunement, it was different. It was more of a calming, peaceful. It was like an all-knowing, if that makes sense. I embraced confidence. It gave me such confidence if that... if. If I can say that's the right word, I didn't question what I was doing or why I was doing it or how I was doing it. At that point, too, I didn't even need to go through the practice of physically doing the signs and doing all of that with Reiki. It was just in my mind's eye. And I could do the room. I can, I can clear the room. I could do everything anywhere with somebody 
it was automatic in my mind. Sometimes when you get attuned, it's like, oh, I, let me do the symbols. Let me, you know, you have your rituals. It became automatic. It was just an all knowing. I lay down for my attunements because that's what I prefer. When I came out of that couple of minutes, it was just the most peaceful thing I've ever felt. Well, lucky you. <laughs> it wasn't that way. It was not that way for the first attunements. It was not. Okay, so I'm going to talk about my experience a little bit. And I, I'd love to riff about this a little bit, because that is so shocking to me in a good way. And I'm so happy for you. I want to tell you what I'm going through and the listeners. So with the Reiki one and two attunements, which I got together, I felt oh, like I was on a vibrational high for weeks. And I felt like I was just floating and on this cloud and the whole thing. Now, when I got <laughs> the master attunements, which were not long ago, maybe a month, maybe five weeks ago at this point, a lot of anger came out afterwards. And I was really surprised about that. I thought I was going to be just floating on this high. And the reason I did it was to increase my mediumship. And I've had no increase in mediumship. And then all this anger is coming out. So that really surprised me. So when you said you had this omniscience with the master Reiki attunements, this all-knowing, this belief within, and that just doing Reiki came automatically to you, I think there's something in there that I want you to speak on, I'm going to speak on first, is I felt that way with Reiki 1 and 2, with those attunements, just having this all-knowing, just not having to know every single symbol perfectly, and just delivering it from my soul. I definitely felt that. And I think what happens sometimes, Jenny, that you pointed out really well, is people get really caught in the nuances, especially the new practitioners. They get really caught in, oh my gosh, I did that symbol wrong. And I just want to tell people, first of all, if you have the right intention, then you are doing it correctly. Second of all, I always call in a guide. I call in, you can call in many, I call in a special Reiki guide and she... She can be non-binary as well, but we'll call her she. She helps me. And I say to her, <laughs> before I do Reiki, I say, hey, please clean up any mess that I don't do perfectly. And I know that I'm being supported. So Jenny, I just want you to comment on that a little bit. What you experienced with your master attunements, I experienced in a way with the first levels of attunements to the point I was open so much, in all honesty, I could not control it. I was having all kinds of spirits and you name it. They were visiting me. I had all kinds of visitations. It was like the floodgates were open. Hmm. As I worked through it, and I couldn't work through it myself, I'll be honest. It was overwhelming to the point I thought I was going crazy. I really did. I said, I don't know. I can't do this anymore. I went to see a friend of mine who is a card reader. At the time, she didn't even know. I'd been going to her for a while, but she didn't even know what I did, that I did any of this. And I was just so out of sorts. I had to give her a call and say, I need to come in and see you. And as soon as I walked through the door, she looked at me and she said, oh my, I didn't even know <laughs> about you like that. She goes, when you call them, they come. She goes, you have so many behind you. And I said, make them go away. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> make them go away. I mean, I could not sleep. I could not eat. I could. It was one after the other clients that were coming in. I was an overload, overload. I didn't know how to control it. I didn't get my master attunement until I believe it was maybe a year or two. I waited because I wanted to work through everything. And as she gave me some advice about how to cleanse and do all kinds of things, which is very important, which we know before and in between sessions, and even at night, in the morning when I wake up, I always envision golden light, golden light of shower. I do a lot with the toroidal field. Until then, I was not knowing how to control it. Mm. Once I did get my master attunement, it was more manageable for me. I was able to calm it down. I was able to not always, if spirits showed up, whatever showed up, I would be able to talk to them, invite them in, or tell them to go away. And I have told some to go away. They're there for a purpose. They come to you because you're open. 
you're an open channel. They know it's safe. And I would say with the anger that you were feeling, uh, the feelings, I think we go through different feelings. Okay. I was overwhelmed. You felt the anger. I think if I'm truthful, there was anger involved with mine as well. More anger because, because of the overload and the overwhelm. I was angry that I couldn't control it. What I say about the master attunements or any attunements, because you can still have that when you go through the, not so much when you go through the first two levels, because it's like you said, it's more of a, a lifting, a higher vibration. Okay, But now you're going to have to be able to control that vibration. You mm-hmm. have to reel it in. I say, feel the anger, work through the emotions. Why is it coming? Talk to your guides individually without even another person or even in a session. Talk to them. Find out what is going on. Where's the anger coming from? Are you angry because you had preconceived notions of what it was going to feel like or be like after your master attunements? I think that gets us in trouble if we just go with the flow and just allow it to be. I had expectations of Reiki when I first began. And I think that's what caused the issues. Remember, the law of attractions they talk so much about is that which you put out will come back, right? Well, here I am thinking, oh, wow, you know, I have this so-called gift and I'll just help everyone. Oh, no, no, that was not good. Because what I put out there came to me in the form of overwhelm. I was exhausted. I was tired. I was beside myself. With the anger, I would say, Ask yourself, were there expectations that you had? I think you said in the beginning that you expected something higher to open, to, to be more in tune to mediumship. I don't think that happens that way. Uh, not for me or for people that I've been around, people I've worked with, clients. If you just without, and it's hard, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard not to expect or not to think about what it is that you would like to happen. But if you just surrender and allow and just let it flow. There's a reason that you're angry. There's a reason you're going through that. And when you come out the other side, you'll be thankful and grateful that you went through that emotion. Yeah, and I think I'm getting there. And that is such solid advice. Thank you for saying that because you're absolutely right. I had assumptions going in. I had expectations going in. When I was in that class, the person who gave me the attunement asked, you know, what are you all here for? And most of them were there for teaching reasons. Like they wanted to be able to give the attunement. They wanted to be able to more teaching. And I was like, I'm here for mediumship. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that may not happen, (laughs) but fantastic. (laughs) So I did go in with these set of expectations And I think there's something to not only surrendering, but I'm going to go back to what we talked about a little bit before, because you and I took a medical intuition class together at Omega and Jenny could have, well, you guys, Jenny could have taught the effing course, but she was nice enough to come along with me and stay with me for a week and the whole thing. So we had a lot of fun and I think it was just source trying for us to get to know each other better on that level. So that was awesome. But With the medical intuition class, I had noticed with some of the partners, especially one partner, not Jenny, someone else, who was phenomenal, who I partnered up with, where she kept trying to have expectations and assumptions, and she kept sticking to the script. You know how the person, well, I've I've said her name on this podcast before, Tina Zion, how she taught us a very scripted way of how to access medical intuition and it doesn't work for everyone. I understand her giving a process and a format, and I think that's wonderful. But this woman kept obsessing over, okay, I have to do X, Y, and Z, and it has to be in this order. And once she stopped doing that, she was amazing. She actually did a reading on me. Actually, it was a reading on my husband where the first time she did it, she stuck to the script and was just methodical about it. And she got all the wrong things. She was saying all the wrong things. And then she stopped and she went back, did it again without the script and everything was amazing. What she picked up was amazing. So there's something about having assumptions sticking to the script. There's something about surrender and go with the flow. And I was really surprised feeling the anger. Well, first, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell you a few things that happened after getting the master Reiki attunements 
And uh, and then I'll let you talk because you're our guest. <laughs> but the couple of things, we'll start with the first thing. I <laughs> did not realize that all this body work, because we were getting, you know, it was a whole weekend. It wasn't just the master Reiki treatment. So we're getting all this body work and energy work done and the whole thing and and different practices and the holy fire thing and, and all of it going on, right? And this was crammed into two and a half days. So that's a lot of body work. I got that done. I get acupuncture on a regular basis. Uh, on top of it, I do my own meditation, my own healing, my own crystals, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. On top of it, I've decided to really... For my disease, I really have to now go to sauna and do work on a lot of detoxing. So I'm doing a lot of cardio and, and sweating and all of this. And then on top of it, I'm doing a very powerful binder that takes the toxins out of my body. And let me tell you something. I went through a shit storm last week and I wasn't prepared for it. And I think some of it had to do with the master Reiki attunement. So going back to the assumptions, I'm not saying it was a negative thing and I'm fine now, but I'm saying you don't even know how this is going to be on your body physically after you get this done. So Jenny, I was wondering if you wanted to comment on that as well. Sometimes you'll feel very exhausted and very tired without even having worked on anyone or having work on yourself after an attunement. With you, I think what I'm feeling or receiving is that Perhaps there was a lot of toxins already building up in many different ways, manifesting Mm. inside your body. I believe that the master attunement came about to help you release that. Mm. So the anger, it was meant for you to build it all up and have it physically built. You know, let me ask you something. After all of this release, okay, and, and what you weren't expecting, how did you feel afterwards? I was overwhelmed last week, but now I feel less overwhelmed, less thinking about having silly things come back into my mind to get angry about them. Because what surprised me was I felt that I was over them. You know, I felt like I had dealt with all these issues and then they just come flooding back. So that's really interesting how you said a buildup of toxins, right? Mind, body, soul toxins. Interesting though. I'm going to go back to something you just said. You just said you thought you had dealt with everything. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about how did you deal with it, Jen? By doing all different modalities, by going to different practices, different therapies, all kinds of spiritual healings, everything. Is that correct? That's correct. I definitely am a proponent of all different healings and modalities and whatever you think is going to work for you and to try. Sometimes, I think with Reiki, you go within. It's about you. And it's about you dealing with what it is that is inside. It's not about thinking with your mind. So remember when we were saying surrender flow? If you just think about the mind, body, spirit, right? Your mind, all these things, whether they're traumas or thoughts or realizations or whatever we're convoluting our mind with, okay, that happened to us in, in different forms, I know as a body worker, when people come into me and there's they're having issues in the lower back or shoulders or whatever, there's something else going on. Or you go into a sauna and you're sweating it all out, okay? And you feel good. But that's a physical working of it. Where is the spiritual working of it? Mm. The spiritual working came with your master attunement because that will be with you for life. You can always go back and take other, I have, I, I, there's, there's other people that I've taken Reiki with again. I don't need the attunements, but I do it for refreshers just, just for me. So guys, uh, I had to pause because we had spirit coming through again, which always affects the recording. So Jenny was talking about a park that we both know, Minnewaska Park. So go ahead, Jenny. Like I said, I think it was right around 2020, something like that. Okay. When the shutdowns happened. I went for a walk in Minnewaska. It's funny because the night before I had a dream, the guiding point of the dream was I wanted to go to the right. I wanted to go to the right. And every time I wanted to go to the right, this path in my dream, I was veered off course. I never got to go to the right. So I'm walking with a friend of mine in Minnewaska. And he's like, oh, I'm going to show you this lake. Um, We're going to go to the left. I said, no, we're going to the right. And he goes, but I said, no, I have to go to the right. So... Sure enough, as I'm walking to the right, 
there's this big, of course, you know, all the big rocks, the formations, there's this big, big rock that's at the top. And he's like, oh my gosh, that's what I was going to show you. And I said, I need to just sit on this rock. I need to sit here. Please don't say anything. I just need to be quiet and still. And as I'm sitting there, I felt as a disclaimer, whatever resonates with you, um, this is not about religion. I'm not a religious person, either religious. However, I will say that my guides, I have many guides with me, but one of my all-powerful one is God. For me, it's a he, <laughs> and, and it just works that way. But I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I'm convening with God, and I knew it was him. Remember what I said? It's an all-knowing. Like, you don't even question anymore. You just know. And the voice was so powerful. And I was at a point that I was asking. I was asking a question. I wanted a visitation from someone, something. And I know why he came to me, because I can't even explain, Jen, how my everything, my mind, my body, my spirit, my soul, I, I felt lost. I felt the overwhelming sadness of the world and what my direction was supposed to be. I'm sure many can relate to that. And all of a sudden, as my guides came, one of them, again, religious, Jesus was my very, very, very first guide I ever, ever came to me, ever. And then the family came, you know, I had Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene. They were always in my sessions with me whenever I did sessions with anyone. Jesus stepped away and Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene was there. And I heard God say to me, I, first I said, whoa, whoa, wait, why is my guide leaving me? Why is my guide? I was nervous. I was like, why is my guide leaving me? I need all my guides. It's like, no more. Mary, Magdalene, Mother Mary, they suffered for you so that you don't have to go through the suffering. I was told, Reiki, go back to Reiki, hmm. more Reiki. And I was like, really? Like, I was like, what? It's like, so it was the female presence that was going to be with me, but nurturing, their nurturing presence as I go through my, my uh, Reiki. And from that moment on, I wish I could say that I left that rock and went into my Reiki. I didn't. I waited. I started to feel more and more overwhelmed. But as soon as I started picking up my books again and going back and just getting immersed in my Reiki, I felt again, going back to my master attunement, I felt a calmness, a peacefulness. I felt an all-knowing. I felt, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't mean Reiki in a structured sense. I mean making it your own. Trust me, I still do the symbols because it's ingrained in my mind. But for those that are starting out and that are, that are newbies to, to Reiki, it's not, like you said, with Tina. I love Tina. I loved our class together. I'm glad that she was able to give people the process. But once you leave that, you need to make your own process and what works for you. You don't have to go to A to Z, just like you said, the partner that you had. Honestly, I'll tell you this. I, I don't know if I think I shared it with you. But in the class, what I did was I didn't follow the structure. I can't. I'm beyond structure. I have to go with what works for me. Me neither. I really didn't. Yeah. Because if I follow the structure, what's going on, Jen? Your mind. You're in your is head. Like, oh, oh, I have to do. Wait, wait a minute. Do we have to do this one first? And I was partnered with some of those that luckily for me, I had great partners who were already practicing in different levels and different modalities. Yeah. And they also, they were appreciative of what she gave us. I loved her energy. She is, I think she's one of the most caring presenters yes. I've ever met. Her message was also, I'm giving you a foundation, make it yours. Yes. You know, make it yours. One of the most important things, and, and it amazed me, because I don't know how they're teaching or how people are teaching Reiki these days, but the most important thing, and I've always learned this from my Reiki uh, masters, and to cleanse hmm. before and after. Don't bring back everyone's energy. And you're not taking your energy and giving it to others. It's not that. You're just a conduit. You're just allowing it to flow. So I think with what you felt 
and what many others will feel. I think it may be a haywire for some people after an attunement. It could be the first couple of attunements. It could be the master attunement. Don't know. Everybody's individual. But that says something that speaks volumes. It's a process that you have to go through. And you said, since it happened last week, you're feeling better, right? You're feeling calmer. You're feeling, how do you feel? I know that you had expectations of your mediumship. Do you feel that since this transpired, you're getting all that toxins, you're getting everything out? Do you feel that you're more open now? Do you feel that you're receiving at a different level or? Mm, I would say not really. I'm not feeling that or I'm not feeling that yet. I think that's to come. I think for me on the human side, a lot of it has to do with my physicality and getting over that hump. So I don't want to get too into the medical stuff, but what I'm doing because I have all these toxins in my body and guys, it's not just like, hey, I have a few toxins. It's it's a serious gene I have. It's a serious disease I have. So my job right now is to get out toxins because I was exposed to mold for 18 years in the house I grew up in. And because I have the gene, the biotoxin gene, that's not good. So I'm working with a specialist to get all that mold, 18 to 22 years of mold out of my body. And we're just starting it. And I could not, They okay, sorry, back up. They give you a binder, a powder that has a special charge and it eliminates toxins from your body. And it's very strong, you guys. You can't overdose on it. You can't or else you'll be in a shit storm, which happened to me last week. So with that, I haven't been able to get over this hump. They want me to take a certain amount and I can't, I've, I've just gotten to half. And I feel because of what happened with like what you're saying, Jenny, with the Reiki attunements, it helps my physicality because I feel now that I can finally get over that hump and I can finally get to where I need to get because after that binder, there's another, another step. And after that binder, there's one more step and that'll take out everything. And I feel like I was finally, I'm finally able to get over that hump. Yeah, you know, some people think that they'll take Reiki and everything will be magical. It doesn't happen that way. Maybe. <laughs> That's what happened the first time and it didn't happen again. <laughs> Maybe it's the magical, it reels you in and then it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, wow, yeah, this yeah. is great. This is the way it's going to happen. But no, it's a journey. It's still a path of always working on myself as well so that I can be complete to give to other ones, to everyone else, complete in the sense of feeling more grounded. I don't know if we're ever complete <laughs> in a way, in a sense, if we can just get out of our own way. What else is there that's outside the plane that we're living on and the reality that we're living on? If we open ourselves up to the possibilities, the infinite possibilities that can be I feel like I live in different dimensions. I'm in the third plane. I'm on the fifth plane. I'm on which, where's the elevator today? They meet somewhere in between, uh, especially when I'm talking to others that are not on the same plane, the same dimension as us. That's the beauty of Reiki. Reiki is great for healing on all levels. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar, Jen, with, um, unfortunately, she just passed away. Oh, what is her name? Uh, I think the last last name is Keys. She's very big. She was one of the pioneers that did medical Reiki. And medical Reiki became a big thing where uh, it was used for surgeries and hospitals. And now more and more people, doctors, hospitals, are actually wanting master Reiki practitioners to come in. Her center was known for training medical Reiki practitioners. And they would ask for them to come in during surgeries for, for the doctors, for the patient. And I'm thinking about your condition and about working with a medical Reiki practitioner. I haven't even thought about that. I didn't even know that that existed. I'll be honest. I had never heard of medical Reiki practitioners. I had heard of it, but I never heard of them now assisting in surgeries. And yes. I love that. I love hearing that we are infiltrating <laughs> <laughs> the normal 3D human world, because that's what needs to happen. And it, it's funny, because when I had to study the genre that I'm writing in my novel, what shocked me about it now, my novels time travel, but I had first thought it was chiclet more, you know, women's fiction. And if you look at the books that are most popular, you'd be surprised by how many books are metaphysical. 
that are hitting the bestseller list. It used to be back in the day, Devil Wears Prada, Sex in the City. It's not that anymore. So people are just really reaching out for that metaphysical. They're really wanting it. They're really craving it. And one thing I just want to say, because I want to go into more of the practice of Reiki and your practice. So before we go into that, one thing that I always keep in mind is when you are, and I love what Jenny said, I have it written down, you're making it your own. You're making your practice your own. And when you're making your practice your own, here's what helps me. Here's what I always have in the back of my mind. If I have the right intention I can never do anything wrong because if you believe in source and if you're guided by source, source will never do you wrong. And that's what I always believe. That's my intention when I go in. Well, if it's coming from source, it's not coming from me. It's not coming from human Jennifer, human J India, human whatever. It's coming from source and source. If I tap into that, never going to do me wrong. Absolutely, Jen. Absolutely. And you know, you're tapping into source because if you remember in in Tina's class, she would say, she would use the words, whatever pops, whatever first pop, whatever you pop, you know, that's source. You don't have time to think. In sessions that I've had zillions, zillions of sessions. Okay. It's funny because I have, I have a, a comedy going on sometimes with my guides and I'm like, really? What? What do you want me to say? You want me to say that? Where in a million years would you think that it's coming from you? It's coming from source. I wouldn't think to say that to the person. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to tell them that. And lots of times, I would say all the time, actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say yes. When I mention and I don't filter it, I unfilter it and I give it exactly, I give it raw, what spirit is saying. That client receiving it, exactly knows what it is. And it's what they needed to hear at that moment in time. That's the healing part that takes place on our cellular level. It goes so deep within us. It resonates. You've talked about on other podcasts of yours, evidential mediumship. That's evidential mediumship at its best. And Reiki is a part of that. Jenny, I can't wait to get it. We're going to get into what you do for a living. I'm so excited to talk about it because I want to talk about how we met, actually, because that's a that's a big part of our story. I just want to tell everyone because Jenny brought up such a good, valid discussion. And so Tina Zion was saying to us, when something pops, that's your first intuition from yep. source. For those of you who are a little new, you'll hear with psychics, mediums, what Jenny does, that you always want to get that first hit. I say impression, first download, first hit. First hit. First yeah. pop. Pop is good. Pop is good. I I take that from Tina now because it's easy. It's only three letters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So first hit, first pop, first impression, whatever works for you. And you'll find that with these very advanced, like Jenny, these very advanced um, intuitive practitioners, they'll tell you that's what you go on is that first pop. And I can tell you for someone like me, I always go on the first pop. That's that is source coming to you, like Jenny said, and rushing to you. I'm going to give you guys a quick example. When we were in the medical intuition class, I had partnered up with this person and I immediately had come in my head a voice that said, you are a powerful healer to him. And I didn't write it down because he could see what I was writing down. So I didn't write it down, but I kept it in my head. And so I tell him, I had a voice say to me, you are a powerful healer. He says, hold on, wait a minute, goes back to his desk, gets his book, uh, the book that Tina Zion's book, and Tina Zion wrote messages specifically. If you asked her to sign the book, she wrote a message specifically for you from source that she intuited. And the exact message was, you are a powerful healer. So when you think about it, right, that wasn't from Tina, that wasn't from me. What's the coincidence that both of us don't know this person at all, right, that we're reading, and we got the exact same message. So that's a really good example of, hey, and that happens to Jenny all the time. So let's go into what Jenny does for a living, because this is going to be so fun to hear and how we met. So, all right. Uh, Jenny Chaparelli is a board certified massage therapist and body worker located in Milford, 
Pennsylvania. She uses a spiritually guided modality called spiritual massage that combines medical intuition and her advanced intuitive and mediumship abilities. She is a conduit for facilitating healing in the human body, as well as the soul of each of her clients. So that's what Jenny does for a living. And how did we meet? So I was living near Milford, Pennsylvania, which is a very beautiful area of Pennsylvania, you guys. It's is it considered the Poconos? Yeah, it's considered part of the Poconos, but the nice part. It's a little outskirts, but it still <laughs> <Sorry>. is. <laughs> Poconos sometimes gets a bad rap, so it's a very nice it part does. of the Poconos. Uh, very beautiful, lots of hiking, beautiful town, whole thing. So I had been doing yoga there, and then somehow I heard about Jenny, and I was starting on my spiritual metaphysical journey, and I went to her and got a spiritual massage, and it opened up my world. It's just the insights that Jenny had. There's no way she didn't know me. She didn't know my last name. I don't think I signed up under my last name. In fact, I used that other email address. I used my fake email address, right? So she had me down as Liz something probably. And uh, she was coming up left and right with things that you wouldn't even, I mean, just stuff that blew me away, uh, helped balance my chakras because my chakras were extremely imbalanced, especially some of them that have to do with the disease and all of that. And it was one of the most magical, beautiful events to happen in my life. And the insight I got from that session, I still use to this day. I have to get another one. I'm due to come to Milford and get another one. <laughs> but like it, Jenny is a such a powerful healer and such a powerful conduit and someone that I highly recommend. If anyone's in the area or makes a trip out to Milford, Pennsylvania, you should absolutely do it. And Jenny, I want you to talk about, and then I have a little surprise for you, but I want to uh, talk about you first and uh, tell us about the spiritual massage and what you do. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. So what do I do? You know, it's always hard to talk about myself, <laughs> 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 but I'm passionate about what I do. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you called me, you went by the name of Liz mm -hmm. and I tried not to be rude to anybody that calls me. Um, I don't want to come off as being rude, but I asked you not to tell me anything. Good. Don't give me any information. I don't like to know anything about anyone that's coming in or why you're coming in because I feel it taints. If it can get into your your egoic mind or your the, the earthly plane that I'm living on in my mind, I want it to be, I want whatever to come to me to come for truth and purity of your highest good. And that's how I operate. Before a person comes in, I go ahead and I have, I do, I have a ritual of myself, not ABC, but I sometimes now, Jen, oh, sometimes it, it's been a while since you've came. It's been years, but now <laughs> I will get spirits, impressions come to me the night before as I'm, I'm ready to go to sleep. And that's like, what happens for me on this podcast. That's what happens for me on this podcast is I'm like, why am I, when D Del Sol Etienne came on, why am I singing This Land is Your Land in the shower? When I don't sing in the shower, I don't <laughs> sing that song, things like that. Anyway, continue, Jenny. That's evidence that it's coming from somewhere else, okay? If you want to call it light, energy, whatever, because I do believe we're all energetically connected and, and we could get into all that scientific stuff, which... I'm well grounded and I love that stuff. And I love combining it with the metaphysicals. But let's just stick with this. When someone comes to me and they call, I do abruptly sometimes interrupt because they'll start to say, well, I'm, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Please don't tell me. I don't want to be rude. But when you come in, I want to have a clean slate. Just, just clean slate. Okay. I just want to give it up and see what comes in. There are people that come in for, they want to connect with someone that's passed over. Sometimes the reason they want to do that is there's a message that's being brought forth from that someone that can help them in their current life and what's going on. And they just need it. You know, Jen, it could be a word. It could be a sentence. It could be a smell, a taste. The more that you immerse yourself in your own type of practice, your individual practice, whether it be meditation, classes, whatever, the more your senses open up. 
I take classes a lot, though I've been guided to cut it down and stop. (laughs) Enough is enough. Not because I'm not confident in what I do, because I like connecting with others. I like the class that we went to. I like seeing other people, feeling the energy. There's something about your tribe when you are in a class of like-minded people. It raises that vibration so that when you go back to your practice, you're at a higher level, if that's possible to be. I use a pendulum. That's one of my tools because I'm trying to find out what's going on with the chakras. And sometimes I'll get impressions. Lots of times I'll get impressions as I'm cleansing the room, even before the person comes into the room. I do cards. I work with with cards as well. Uh, If I'm drawn, I just do what I'm told. I don't question anymore because my hands were slapped by my guides because I would question everything. But why? Why do I have to do that? Stop. (laughs) Stop. Stop the questions. Just do as you're told. (laughs) So I do. As a good little conduit, I do. I believe in the power of touch. I believe that touch is very powerful. I feel a sense of connectedness. You don't have to touch. Some people that come to me don't want hands-on. They don't want to be like massage. They want hands-on. And I respect that. And that's because of many different reasons, traumas, many different reasons. But I find at first I was a little skeptical about whether I could do it without it. But Reiki was what gave me more confidence that I just knowing about the hand positions that Reiki gives you doesn't mean I use them like that. Okay. I go where I'm called and I will use that and also receive information. So I don't have to actually give a massage. Now I'm at the point where you don't even have to be at my table anymore. (laughs) And I will just start getting information for you. I've been out in public, which I don't like to do. I don't like to just go up to a person and say, hey, by the way, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's in a, a setting where I feel okay, if I'm getting a message for a reason, and it's very strong, and I can't, sometimes I'll just say, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But if spirit keeps saying it over and over and over again, I have a rule of thumb with myself. If I'm questioning it, and spirit says to me three times, Hmm. then I go over and ask the person and I tell them what it is, whatever it is, however stupid or silly or whatever it feels like to me, but it's meaningful to them. So I deal with um, therapists who send clients to me and they've told me that in 10 years, believe it or not, 10 years of working with someone, they weren't able to achieve the breakthrough that I achieved in one hour of being with the person on my table. Things that come up, it's heartbreaking. I get very emotional in my sessions. My client doesn't know it because they're very relaxed. The more relaxed they are, the more that comes through. Sometimes they want to block. And the reason for their blocking, it's painful. It's too painful because they're thinking I'm going to see through it. And if it's important, I will. Even if you're blocking, I will be told that you're blocking information. And I will be told why, very specifically why. So it comes through regardless. And that's why I always say to the person before they get on my table, do you want to know all and everything that comes through, no matter what it is? Now, Jen, that doesn't mean I'm going to say, hey, by the way, you're going to die tomorrow. (laughs) No, it doesn't mean that. It just means there's going to be some things that may bring up issues that you've thought you've dealt with, or that are painful. But what's brought up is something that source knows that you need to hear and you need to deal with at that moment. It can be from loved ones. It can be from people in the present right now that you're living with. One of my very, very favorite things to do, and I'm, I love this, I'm passionate about this, is someone who's on my table, who's having someone that's passing over, is in the process of dying. They're asking me to connect with them. Jen, I can't tell you, it's such a blessing and a grateful feeling to be able to talk to that loved one who's there. And how I know it's that loved one, I'll describe that loved one to the person. And they'll say, yes. Evidential medium. That's him. And I'll say, okay, they're here with me. I will tell them things that the person is specifically telling them. I've had people tell me, you need to go into the drawer 
and get my brown wallet. And inside there's this, and there's three pocket knives. One of them goes to your, um, your son, his grandson. Or, it's, it's specific, like you said, evidential. It's very specific. I've dealt with, unfortunately, tragedies, accidental deaths. The hardest is when it's so you were saying it's hardest when you have to deal with these tragedies of your client and the person is very young. It's like I'm, I'm living a movie when it happens, especially if the person has accidentally overdosed or um, has taken their own life. I deal with quite a bit of that. The messages that they have for the person on the table, sometimes if they haven't moved on yet, they believe they're coming to me. And I have to explain in my head, not with my client knowing, because sometimes that client is there for bodywork session. They're not there for a spiritual massage. Right. And when this, this spirit comes to me as if they're in full form, as if you and I are talking right now, clear as day, and they're trying to grab and hug the person on the table. And I'm trying to explain, oh, oh whoa, whoa. They can't see you. They don't know you're here. You need to pass on. You, I, I try to work with them. Do you know where you are? As I'm still maintaining my massage, you know, yeah. but they'll start giving me, and they're crying. Tears are coming from their eyes, and I'm trying to, and tears are coming from my eyes, and I'm like, oh, oh I got to have a tissue here without the person knowing what's going on because I'll tell them afterwards. You know, having spouses that suddenly die or, or committed suicide and the person left behind feels if they could have done this differently or they could have done that differently. But I don't know any of that. But the information coming through is giving me information to tell them, you couldn't have done this. You did that. It's very specific questions that they're questioning in their mind. Well, if I would have, if I would have locked up the gun safe or I would have done this very specifically, the person coming through is saying, there's nothing you could have done. Locking up that safe, they'll say it to me, locking up that gun safe would not have prevented what I needed to do. And then the person will say, sometimes I've been told, are you a fortune teller? How do you know this stuff? And I say, I don't know. I just, I just am. I just am. I am. That's what I say. You just, you just are. And yeah. it's incredible. And what you do, I want to point out a few things you said. We only have a few minutes left. So uh, it's gone really fast. We're at 57 minutes. So I can't believe that already. Of course, Jenny, but we could talk for just days. But yeah, something I just want to point out is really take in what Jenny said. If you are a practitioner, if you are a beginning practitioner, really take in some of the tips she just gave you because those were invaluable tips, guys. She talks about cleansing, right? You want to cleanse before, you want to cleanse after. You want to use modalities that work for you. Jenny uses cards, she uses pendulum, she uses all sorts of things. So see what works for you. Tap into source immediately. And Jenny's business is so booming. She's booked pretty far ahead of time. So if you want to make an appointment with her, definitely do that sooner than later. And I also want to talk about what Jenny said about spiritual developments, because you have to keep developing yourself. And in the class Jenny and I took together, we took it for very different reasons. Okay. Like I took it to enhance my medical intuition. Jenny took it to, now I'm putting words in her mouth here, but for the interest of time, I think in the end, we figured out Jenny that you took it to say, okay, I think, for lack of a better word, I think I'm an expert in this, and I maybe need to move on at some point, whenever I feel guided, to teaching this. And I'm going to now move on to more of a teacher level. Because again, like I said, she could have taught the class. So that's something, another reason why spiritual development is really good, because some of you are more on the beginner side, some of you are intermediate, some of you are advanced like Jenny, and I hate using that word when we talk about the metaphysical, but you guys know what I mean. And maybe you need to take a class at Omega or Kripalu or something like that ARE where you need to figure out, okay, I think I need to step into this more teacher role or this guide role right now. This is where I need to go. And that's a really good way to figure it out. So I also want to tap into one last thing you said. If you've tried everything, if you're listening and you've tried 
therapy, normal talk therapy. And by the way, Jenny and I both think talk therapy is wonderful. You work with therapists, Jenny. You think it's a wonderful uh, modality. So do I. I think it's one of the best things you can do. I've gone to a few therapists and it's really helped me. But if you feel that you're not getting over that problem, you may want to try something like what Jenny offers, a spiritual massage, because there's something where the human that human to human connection is great with the with the talk therapist, but it's not getting you where you need to be. You need to tap into source. And I've done that with Jenny. I've done that with a trauma energy healer who's done the same thing for me. So just think about that. Now, Jenny, you're a little surprised. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. So when Jenny did the spiritual massage on me, which was, when was that? 2000. We looked this up. Remember? God. We looked this up. Yes. Uh, oh, I want to say 2018. Uh, Maybe 2016. No, it couldn't have been 16. It was either 17, 18, 17 or 19. Or 18. <laughs> like you could be right. I don't know. <laughs> I should have looked that up. But by the way, you guys, we looked it up in the day that we took the class at Omega. Do you remember this? Was the exact day we had met at the spiritual. I had gone to Jenny for a spiritual massage. So we were just, you know, synchronicity. But so Jenny had given me the spiritual massage and she had talked about how there's a lot of talk about connecting to my roots. I'm from Colombia. Originally, I'm adopted by Americans. So I never grew up Colombian. I never grew up speaking Spanish. And ever since I got the master Reiki attunements, I've had this very strong drive to speak Spanish, so much so that I have been reading it, listening to it, practicing it speaking it, speaking it in my head almost all the time. And I actually have looked up, I got recommended a tutor in Colombia who I'm going to hire after the new year because I want to get a basis for myself. I studied Spanish from, I don't know, sixth grade up till the first semester of college. So I have a good basis in it. Good base, I could foundation. That's the word I want. So I think that there was something with the master Reiki attunements where that was brought forth in me. I'm so happy to hear this, Jen. I think that's just wonderful, wonderful. And so there you go. Something wonderful also came from your master attunement and more will be revealed as your path unfolds. And that's the way Reiki works. So Jenny, thank you so much for today. Uh, let's talk about where we can find you. My All About You Wellness Center with uh, Jenny Chaparelli is, as you said, located in Milford, Pennsylvania. You can find me at jennychaparelli.com or my phone number is 570-205-9940. And I will put Jenny's website in the show notes just so everyone has it. You can click right on it. You can see all her services. And I highly recommend uh, this spiritual massage because it is life-changing. So Jenny, I am so happy you were here today. You are one of the gifts in my life. And I really do recognize that. And I am so grateful to have you in my life. I think of you as a soul sister. I am so blessed that you came on this podcast. So muchas gracias. Ah, de nada. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> te amo, te amo. Besitos. So Jenny, until next time. Live your life two inches off the ground. <laughs> <laughs>